Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I, I hope you have your Bibles, or maybe you have your smartphone this morning, you can open up. I really would like you to open the scriptures with me this morning. I'm so thankful that we could do this today. Last year, this time, we had we filmed on this area of the beach, and of course, we were right in the thick of COVID, and so we released a broadcast that went to over 3,000 people, and it was just powerful. God really used it, but I love this, and I love seeing all of you. The sun is so beautiful coming up through those clouds. Isn't that great? Something I want to encourage you with as we get going this morning, um, don't feel like you have to, to look at me the whole time. Please enjoy this. Just let the Word of God wash over you this morning and just drink in the presence of the Lord. I think we've got the best backdrop. I mean, we're not at the Sea of Galilee, but I'll take this. Hallelujah. And those of you, some of you have been to the Sea of Galilee with me and Bren. And it is magnificent, but I want you to enjoy this today. Enjoy the clouds, enjoy the seagulls, enjoy the presence of God. Lois and Chris Cable, we're so happy you're here. Come on, let's give these guys a big God bless you. Lois and Chris, I love you guys. We love you guys. So blessed that you're here. If you have your Bible or your smartphones <laughs> or your iPads, I want you to look at Matthew 28 for just a few verses. And we're going to go to John 20. But we're going to begin in Matthew 28 and grab just the first eight verses. This is so powerful. Beginning to read in verse 1, it says, Now after the Sabbath... As the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning. Whew. And his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. Ooh, isn't that awesome? Is that powerful? I want you to look at verse 2. This angel descended. He came and rolled back the stone. And he sat down on top of it. That's bad at the bone, isn't it? <laughs> Is that rocking or what? I'm going to meet that angel one day. I like to say this, but it's so true because there's such revelation in this, and I want you to grab hold of it. The angel did not roll away the stone to let Jesus out. Are you here? The angel rolled away the stone to let us in, to have access to behold. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come on, can I get a shout this morning? 
Well, well, my name my Pentecostal church. His <laughs> hey, his countenance was like lightning. His clothing was as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear, and they became like dead men. Somebody, somebody give me the translation of that. If, if you become like a dead man, what does that look like? I think they just fell over. <laughs> I think there was no catchers there, Mark. I think they were just slain. <laughs> they just saw that angel and went, holy smokes, and fell over. Powerful. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know you seek Jesus, who is crucified, but he's not here. For he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. Isn't that awesome? Go tell the disciples he has risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. And there you will see him, and behold, I have told you. And so they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring the disciples' word. Not powerful with great fear and with great joy. That's what it is to encounter the Lord, is the fear of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. Isn't that magnificent? The fear of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. I remember when we went to Jerusalem to the garden tomb and the powerful experience that Brent and I and our team that we led from victory. It's just amazing. There's nothing like it. It's hard to describe. But as I stand here this morning, as we open these scriptures that we've opened so many times throughout our lives, it's just overwhelming. The revelation of this is overwhelming what they experienced that morning, encountering the risen king. I want you to jump over to John chapter 20, if you would. John 20, of course, is the powerful story of the resurrection that I want to take you into Doug, if you'll come, I want you to, to grab our communion here, and we'll begin to distribute these throughout the, the body. John tw 20 and verse 1, it says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went out to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple. We know who was John, right, whom Jesus loved. Isn't that great? John, John writes this, but he's got a way of just inserting himself, doesn't he? Yeah, it's just, it's just I'm very humble. I'm that other disciple, but I need you to know this. I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. <laughs> Not good. They have taken away the Lord out of, excuse me, where are we at? Verse 2. She ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said, They have taken away 
the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. And Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, of course, being John, and they were going to the tomb so that they both ran together. And John outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he did not go in. And then Simon Peter came, following him, and went down into the tomb. And he saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. And then the other disciple, we know being John, who came to the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and he believed. And he saw and he believed. For as as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise from the dead. And then the disciples went away to their own homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, stooped down and looked into the tomb, she saw two angels in white, sitting one at the head, the other at the feet, where where the body had lain of Jesus. And then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned and she saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Wow. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Is that amazing? That's Jesus for you. Jehovah sneaky. Woman, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Who who are you seeking? Come on, Jesus. And she's supposing him to be the gardener said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And then Jesus responded to her and said, Mary. And she turned to him and said, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended. Watch these words. Ladies and gentlemen, watch these words. Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and all that was spoken, these things unto her. Wow. I want you to take hold of these words this morning. I'm going to take hold of my notes. Take hold of these powerful words in this exchange in the garden. Notice what Jesus said to Mary, do not cling to me. He said, I have an assignment. I'm about to ascend to my Father. I'm going to my Father. I'm going to my God and your God, my Father and your Father. But go on to Galilee and tell the boys I'm coming. Go tell the boys I'm coming. But first of all, I have an assignment. Now, if you read on in the Scripture, what you find is later in the day, 
Then Jesus appeared in Galilee to the disciples. But what happened when Mary left him and he left the garden? Where did he go? Well, I submit to you, he went exactly where he said he was going to go. He went and ascended to his father as our great high priest to take his holy, sinless, atoning blood as the high priest for all humanity, for you and I, to present unto his Father once and for all the blood of a sinless, spotless, pure, holy Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. Jesus ascended to his Father and went into the Holy of Holies, to the throne of God, and presented his blood as a covenant that said, their sins are paid for in full. The power of this blood, the power of this cross, the power of this blood. We're still trying to fathom the depth and the width and the height and the revelation of this blood because every one of us know what we are without it. Christianity is not behavioral modification. Christianity is not a sin maintenance program. Christianity is the transformation of a man. It is the transformation of a woman from the inside out. When Christ comes in and we are born again, and old things begin to pass away, and all things begin to become new, we are truly born again, made a new creation in Christ Jesus by this power. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. The Bible tells us that on that day that Jesus cried out and he gave up his spirit that the veil was torn in two. And I submit to you, I want to tie these two things together this morning to you. That veil was rent in two. And last night, those of you that were at Victory, you'll remember that we talked about how Paul said the veil was literally Jesus' flesh that was ripped open that gave us access to the Father. But as I read, as I came up here in the book of Ephesians, that God manifested his own mighty power when he raised his son from the dead. And then it goes on and it says that he raised us up together. When did he do that? He did it. On resurrection morning. On resurrection morning. See, not only were we crucified with Christ, but we were risen with him. And when Jesus ascended to his father, remember the words, Mary, don't cling to me. Mary, don't cling to me. I'm going unto my father. I have not yet ascended to my father. What he was saying is I'm going to take all that I have purchased before the throne of my Father, and commit to them, they are righteous and clean by the blood of my suffering. Come on, give the Lord praise today. And because Jesus went to the Father, 
I submit to you that the veil of religion has been moved out of the way. The veil of religion, all of the antics of trying to cling to God, because that's what religion is. It's, it's man's best attempt to try to cling to God in the righteous ways that we can. But that's not the way righteousness comes, my friend. Truly, it is through Christ that God clings to man through covenantal love. He releases his son into this earth realm to give us all that he had to give, to cling to us in relationship and in love. You are in the grip of God. You are in the grip and the power of the blood of Christ today. Man, when Victoria was singing that, that we are covered. We are covered in the blood. What a revelation. What a revelation. What a glory. What a power. We are covered in this blood. And it is through this blood we have access to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 1 and verse 4. A scripture that we used last night, Romans 1 and 4. It says, by his resurrection from the dead, he is declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. Grab hold of that today. Because of his resurrection, he has been declared the Son of God with all power. And he holds all power and authority. Make no mistake, my friend. He holds all power and authority and has been risen. But then, is it not enough? Paul has the audacity, the Apostle Paul, to tell us that the very same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives and now dwells within you and I. Hallelujah. He lives and dwells in you, my friend. And when Christ appears, as sure as that sun is coming up over Sarasota Bay, hallelujah, man, that feels good. That sun is starting to wake my hands up. Oh, thank God. As sure as that sun came up, the day is coming when he shall appear in the fullness of all of his glory, brighter than the sun, coming triumphantly for his own. You either believe the word of God or you don't. With all that I am, with every cell of my being, with all that I am, I believe the final authority of the word of God. He is coming just as he promised. I'm thanking God my notes are staying up here. <laughs> I've got two more scriptures for you this morning. You still using your Bible or your smartphone? Is your fingers shaking and working? Great. It's good to see the pages. I like seeing the pages. First Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. I love this scripture. The scripture just, it always takes hold of me. It's so powerful. 
as you're turning there, we know that in the book of Revelation, Jesus is called the Lamb of God who is slain from the foundation of the world. And when Peter begins to declare this, he talks about how we were redeemed, how we came into redemption and what it actually took. Now, you got to think about his audience, his Jewish audience, because their life was sacrificed. They understood the sacrifice. They understood the requirement of blood. They understood the atonement and what it, what it required actually for the children of Israel to come in to communion and right relationship with God. They understood it required blood, the blood of that lamb, right? But watch this, verse 18. And we looked at this last night, but we've got to see it afresh. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. For your aimless conduct received by the traditions of your fathers. But how were we redeemed? We were redeemed with the precious, precious blood of Christ. As a lamb without blemish. And without spot, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory. Oh, I love that. He gave, the Father gave his Son glory. Remember when Jesus said that this same glory he has now given unto us? Think about that. The Father gave him glory so that our faith and our hope are in God. Contemplate this afresh, not not just this morning of resurrection, but contemplate this the rest of your life, that you came into redemption. You and I came into redemption and was purchased by the blood of Jesus. Folks, that has to take a hold of your heart and your spirit. It's extraordinary the length and the depth that God the Father would go through to give His only beloved Son to purchase you and I. And so today, I heard our team sing it. And Cody, I want you to come. Someone sang this. I don't know if it was part of our song or someone was just singing in the spirit, but this is 1 Corinthians 15. It says, now, where, death, where is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? The Lord has risen triumphantly, my friends. Are you holding this morning the communion emblems? Do you have those? And can I have one, Doug, please? Can I, can I have one too?
want you to prepare your emblems this morning. While you're opening those, and I, I know that they're childproof, so I'm going to give you all about 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story. When we were at the garden tomb in Jerusalem, we were getting ready to receive of the cup. We prayed, Doug, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> of course, Josiah, Victoria, yeah. I was praying over the cup, and then we received it, and we all suddenly, our entire team realized, wow, that was alcohol. <laughs> and I was looking into the face of my son and daughter having a shot at the garden tomb. <laughs> I was blown away. We were like, oh, Jesus, help us. So this is not alcoholic this morning, so you know. You know, as we stood at the garden tomb, there was a group of about 150 people from the Philippines. And man, that group, you remember that, honey? Man, that group was worshiping radical, radical praise there at the garden tomb. Wasn't that awesome? I remember looking over there and watching them as we were worshiping and so beautiful. They ended up coming over to us, and, and surprisingly, their two lead pastors knew who I was and had read my first book from the Philippines. Remember that? That was just, that was crazy. That was crazy. God is so good. This is a special holy moment. The blood makes us holy. Nothing else makes us clean and holy before God. Nothing in the natural that we can do. We can't say the right things, do the right things, dress the right way. No. It's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin and all unrighteousness. It's the blood that brings us into right fellowship with our Father. I want to say to you, as I spoke over you last night, God never wanted us to live our life under shame and condemnation, guilt and sin. He's such a perfect Father. He wanted us to live in liberty and freedom through the power of the, the Son's blood. This morning, before we receive of this and before we bless it and take it as a family, this morning, I'd ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes as we contemplate this moment and we give gratitude unto the Lord. I want to encourage anyone in this audience this morning, if, you, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, today is that day of salvation to receive Him as your Lord in Christ. Today is that day. If you've never done that, you can do it right now simply by believing and placing your faith in Him and asking Him to come into your heart and your life to be your Lord and Savior. And He will come in and you will be born again. 
you will be transformed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. On the night of Passover, Jesus took the bread and he said, this is my body that is broken for you. I just ask you to take hold of the wafer there and just break it. Don't receive of it yet. Just break it. Jesus, we sit here and we stand here before you with honor because you gave your body. You gave it all. Today we honor you, Lord, for the sacrifice that you gave. You allowed them to beat you open. You allowed them to crucify you on that cross for us so that by your stripes we would be healed. Lord, this morning we honor you in this communion and we remember you. We remember all that you've done and we declare you are the risen Christ, the son of the living God. You are the risen king. You are the king of glory and we worship you. And Lord, as we receive, may your virtue and power be released through us to bring healing right now in Jesus' name. Let's receive together. Scripture says, and on that same night, Jesus took the cup and he blessed it. And he said, this cup is the cup of my blood, which is shed for the remission of sins. I want you to hold it out in front of you this morning as a toast to the Lord. Do you believe that you have God's attention? You do. I thank you, Father, for this sacred moment. We call it holy unto you, Lord. It's full of honor for your son. We honor your blood, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for cleansing us, Lord, from our past and from our shame and our sin. Thank you for removing our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Thank you for not holding our sins against us, Lord, and our trespasses against us, but making a way and a plan to make sure 
nothing will ever come between us. Oh, God, you're so good. Lord, as we receive this cup this morning, may this revelation come alive in us today. We are forgiven. We are loved. We are cherished by our Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's receive together. We stand this morning together. Oh, let's exalt the Lord. Let's exalt the Lord. Would you lift your praise to the Lord? Rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lord God. Hallelujah to the Lord God. Highest praise to the Lord God. Before we dismiss this morning, I want to just speak this over every one of our lives. Just as the Lord prepared the way, as He made the plan to take care of us in giving His Son, whatever comes at us in 2021, whatever comes at us next week, next month, five months, eight months, whatever comes, remember this, you are set apart and chosen called of God and the blood of Jesus prevails over your life and just as the children of Israel went in behind that door where they had placed the blood over the doorpost they were hidden in tucked in protected behind that blood remember this my friend you are protected by the blood of Jesus you are protected by the holy warring angels of God that are assigned to your life. Your life is blessed. Your life is anointed. Your life has extraordinary purpose. And you are the blessed of God. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so this morning. Hallelujah. Come on and praise Him. Hallelujah. Our boats from Victory are about to show up. We're going to go deep sea fishing in about 30 minutes. Get ready. Get your rods and reels. We're becoming disciples this morning. Hallelujah. Listen, we love you guys. Don't be in a hurry to leave. Enjoy one another. It feels good out here now, right? Did you all thaw out? Man, I finally, finally stopped quivering. And uh, Doug, if you'll go through and we can just take the communion cups from you, that would be a great help. Listen, God bless you guys. Happy Resurrection Day. Turn to three people next to you and say, Happy Resurrection Day. Come on, tell them. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.